What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Booth Review. I am your resident cheesehead and packerbacker, Devin Primrose, joined, as always, by my brother from another mother and resident Falcons fan, Mr. Blake Ivy. What's going on, man? Not much. Uh, I've got a little bit of a frog in my throat, so hopefully I won't cough too much. Uh, you know, today was cut day in yeah. the NFL, so trying to keep up with that news and see if there's any, um, you know, big stories. Obviously, the biggest one we'll we'll get to is the Cam Newton cut. Yeah. Um, but you know, just keeping up with my Dirty Birds. Saw that Josh Rosen and Felipe Franks got to stay on the roster. So, oh nice. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that plays out in their development, and and you know, hopefully, we don't need them yeah. right now. But the um, interesting NFL journey of Josh Rosen. Yeah, continues. All those teams that regretted not drafting him, yeah. just like uh, he all said. Yeah. So uh, if you were with us last week, we went over our NFC predictions. Tonight is part two of that. We're doing our AFC predictions. We're just gonna go through, give our take on what we think will happen throughout the season, how it will shake up and pan out. So let's start off with the East, which actually, outside of the North, might be the most interesting uh, division in the AFC. Yeah, I, I, I could agree with that. I think that all of these divisions are, are pretty top-heavy. Yeah. I don't see any divisions like the NFC West where right. everyone could make a case for winning. I think there's almost a clear winner. I think we're probably going to agree on a lot yeah. in the AFC. That's, so. that's what I was thinking, too. So what do you have in the East? What's your ranking? So in the East, in my rankings, I have in last, unsurprisingly, the New York Jets. What? I'm, like, pretending to be surprised. <laughs> what? <laughs> in third, I have New England. In second, I have Miami. And, again, unsurprisingly, Buffalo number one. I don't think there's any chance that any of those other three teams are better than Buffalo. Yeah, I agree with, for the most part, I'm really high on Buffalo. Yeah. That's... The Buffalo is my AFC team for yeah. some like for no reason. Josh There's, Allen, yeah, I like Josh Allen a lot, but I really have latched on to these Bills. Really enjoy watching them. Only thing I have different from you is I've got the Patriots and Dolphins flip flopped, which um, is, which is fair. When I was looking back today at all the off season moves that the Patriots had, I mean, if you want to talk about clear cut winner of the off season, it's New England Patriots. Yeah. I mean, they talk about a team putting all their chips in. What the moves they made, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I definitely think that they might win in off-season move for this division. I think that Hunter Henry being there, that's massive. I mean, Jonu Smith also. John yeah, Smith that's was true. Incredible for the Titans. Yeah, like Hunter Henry had been talked about as like a top five tight end in the league, and so you're taking that guy from the Chargers. And Jonu Smith from the Titans, who was probably top 10 tight end. Yeah. And you're putting them on the same team to give your rookie quarterback two nice weapons to throw to. And in addition to Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, some of the other wide receivers that have, I mean, that's, that's a solid team. Yeah, I think that, I mean, Hunter Henry, he was like top five tight end his rookie season. Yeah. And then he gets hurt. And he's had those injury problems. But I think tight ends, rookie quarterbacks and tight ends, 
Yeah. That can be a magical combination. Yep. So hopefully this is what Hunter Henry needs to kind of get back on that track. He was a lot of fun to watch. He was yeah. great tight end. And so hopefully this gets him back on track. I mean, since we're talking about the Patriots, we got to bring up the Cam Newton news. I mean, by this point, if you haven't heard it, you've probably been living under a rock. And <laughs> if you're relying on us for your only news source... Thank you. Yeah, I that. <laughs> right. But it's not going to be the quickest. We're not on right. breaking news status <laughs> with our uh, with our once a week podcast. You're not going to get the most up to date news. <laughs> definitely high level analysis, but yeah. but hopefully not quick news. Yeah, definitely the biggest surprise of cut day. Cam Newton being released by the Patriots. There's no way that he doesn't end up on some team. You mentioned uh, both Philly and Houston as possible destinations, and I think those are both great fits. Very similar style play to Jalen Hurts and Deshaun Watson, um, so the offensive scheme definitely would fit him. I think Washington, he could be a starter in Washington, and that would make me move them in my division projections. Like Him being there, he is a huge improvement over Fitzpatrick, and I don't think it's close. if If he can play like, the cam of old yeah if, if you get if you get last year's cam i don't know if that's much of an improvement over fitzpatrick I, i'll take last year's fitzpatrick over last year's cam i don't think there's any way fitz fitzpatrick is going to get to be the same his True. his career is definitely on the downward tra- right. trajectory not that cams isn't but i think that cam just has a little bit more left in the tank than Fitzpatrick. That, and so that's why I would give the edge to Cam. That's probably fair. And, I mean, you're pairing him back up with Ron Rivera, so maybe, maybe there's some magic left there. Yeah, and you know that might give him a little more heads up in the system. Even if Cam goes somewhere and ends up the starter, I don't think that there's time for him to be the starter week one. Right. That's a lot to ask a guy to go yeah. in, command the locker room, learn a system, and be ready to go in yeah. such a short time. I don't think I don't think he's going to any team and being the week one guy, but week three, maybe. Yeah. I mean that's definitely a possibility. Who knows that there could be some injury that happens in the first two weeks and here comes old Super Cam saving the day. Yeah, that is definitely a likely scenario as well, that he sits as a free agent for a week or two, and then somebody goes down in, in panic mode. You need you need a veteran to step in, and Cam is the answer. For sure. New England turning over the reins to Mac Jones. Very interesting decision to me. I mean, I, I get it if you think that Cam Newton doesn't have it anymore, or it, there's not a big enough of a gap between him and, and Mac, but I don't know. I, I'm a fan of rookies coming in and waiting at least a half season to a season to develop a little bit. I'm with you um, on that. Unless unless you're talking about a generational talent like like a Trevor Lawrence, like an Andrew Luck, you know, guys like that that you know, they they come out freshman year and be the first overall pick. But I think that even just to, to tangent on that for a minute, I think Marcus Mariota's whole career is different if they keep Jake Locker. Because he was coming off of a really nice season where he looked like he was getting it together and they just let him go to, to have Mariota take over the reins. And I think that if you give Mariota one more year, we probably are still talking about him leading a team right now instead of him, I mean... Is he a backup? I think it's he's possible. a backup in Las Vegas. Yeah, I think um, 
Yeah, that's that's a good point. And Mariota was another one of those guys that when you watched him in college, you thought, oh, this guy's phenomenal. He's gonna be he's gonna be playing on Sundays for a long time. And look at him now. So I, I wonder. That's my biggest question with this Cam news: is is it faith in Mac? Is it a lack of faith in Cam? I kind of have the opposite feeling about Bill Belichick that I have about Tom Brady. Tom Brady can't stand him. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about Tom Brady. But Bill Belichick, the respect that I have for him as a coach, in my opinion, I think he is the single greatest NFL coach of all time. So it's like if he thinks Mac Jones is ready and Mac Jones is the guy, then I trust him. I mean, I have no reason to doubt him. And their system is just so efficient. That's why I have them second. I have the Bills first, and we can talk about the Bills a little bit if you want. But <laughs> I think we both just see that team as stacked. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's really much to say about Buffalo. I think. I think this season you're going to get more of the same. I mean, weren't they two seed last so. year? Two or three seed? So yeah. I I expect them to be right there again. I don't see them falling off. I think that Josh Allen is just going to improve and be in the MVP race again. That defense is loaded, stacked. They have all the positions filled. My one disagreement there would be running back. I think that's that's my biggest question mark for this team. But Singletary um, is solid. He is, but on most teams, is he your starter? It I mean, does look like more of a running by committee, which is what a lot of the league does. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. But there's not any one guy that really scares me when it comes to running the ball other than maybe Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I think, is the biggest yeah. running threat on that team. But to me, it's I'm with you that it it's not enough to hurt them. Right. I think that like the Ravens have had over the past few years, that they just kind of have a couple of guys who are pretty good runners. Yeah. I don't even know that I put Devin Singletary, Zach Moss in that pretty good category. They're they're average to me, and so average running backs again with an offensive line and a quarterback and receiving core as good as they have. I don't think it's a big hindrance. I think that that's the only thing. That resembles a question mark uh, for me on that team. Yeah, I, I mean, I I get that. I would argue that most teams in the NFL don't have an elite running back, so Singletary would be a starter on half the teams in the league. So I I don't think that hurts. I think I think their bigger weakness is the tight end position. The big name they have there is Dawson Knox. If you play fantasy football, you know, isn't that reliable of of a tight end. So that, that's it's again gonna, it's similar be interesting. to similar to Singletary, I would say that most tight ends in the league right. are just there. Right. You know, it's a guy kind of, you know, I would put Hayden Hurst from the Falcons in the middle of the pack right. of a guy that it's like most tight ends are not consistently there for you to count on in right. terms of high productivity. But when you have a good receiving core, it makes it much less of an issue. Yeah. Similar to running backs, if you have a good offensive line, it doesn't matter who you right. have running back there. Right. Yeah. Honestly, with Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, that's a stacked receiving core. Yeah. They don't need solid tight end work. They don't need amazing running backs. If you have serviceable running backs, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Especially and they've got... A good defense yep. that's going to keep Loaded the offense, defense. yeah, you know, keep the offense fresh, allow them to be in control of games because of how well the right. defense is playing. Take the pressure off of the offense. 
that just lets them fly higher. I think the fact that we're splitting hairs about their tight end and running back positions just points to how strong of a team that they really have. That's the dream. That's the dream to have a team that people are like, I mean, kind of two positions. Everything else is awesome. It's loaded. It's loaded. Um, Um, Yeah, and then I have the Patriots, again, like we were just talking about them. System, Bill Belichick, still a really solid defense. Uh, I mean, okay weapons. Not not the best. But I think this just gets into where I think the rest of this division after Buffalo is really weak. Yeah. and then you have Miami. I I have Miami number two, and I actually have Miami picking up a wild card. All of that hinges on Tua. I think yeah. everything hinges on Tua really making those next couple steps, developing further as a quarterback, and stepping into the the role that he needs that he needs to step into as the starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that Tua has shown. That he has that upward trajectory. Right. And I think as long as he continues on that, you know, I think getting Waddell in there is huge because yeah. that's there's a little familiar, familiarity there. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it just makes that team just that much better. Again, that's a team, I don't know about their running back situation. Yeah. That with the quarterback that is younger and is still, in my opinion, not where Josh Allen is. Right. That I think not having a run a game to lean on can be hurtful for a young quarterback True. like Tua. Yeah. I mean, Gaskin's not a running back that I think anybody would put maybe even near the top ten, but he's he's serviceable. I think he's 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 a decent running back. And they have solid wide receiving weapons um, and Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, the first round pick. Will Fuller was a nice addition in, in the off season. There's there's weapons there, and the defense was solid last year. That's I just true. think that I think this is either year two or year three. Year three under Brian Flores, and I think that I really like Flores. I like what he's shown so far. And I'm expecting that to continue. And that's yeah. why I have them at two. While I like all the moves that the Patriots made in the offseason, I think that that team completely got overhauled and is going to look much better. I don't know, especially now that they have Mac Jones at quarterback, if that's a team that can really step up and make a move, make a run that division. I refuse to bet against Bill Belichick. I mean, that's that's really the only reason I don't blame I have them second. I'm with you. I think the Dolphins are doing some really nice things, yeah. a lot of upward trajectory, and I think unless we see some some solid growth from Mac Jones, it's for sure going to be Miami above New England right. this time next year, yeah. just because of the the way that Miami is headed I can agree with you that it is an upward trajectory I just don't think they're quite up to the level they're going to need to be to be above a Bill Belichick team that's the I mean, only reason I disagree with you all in all I mean talking about the NFC West last week three or four years ago being the NFC worst AFC East is in a very similar position of I think all of these teams are rake, making the right moves and two, three, four years down the road could very easily be looked at as potentially the best division in football. Even the Jets, I mean, we haven't even talked about the Jets, but talking about rookie quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick. Mm -hmm. Which looked solid. I mean, 
preseason, and even this preseason, even more so, has been far less starter minutes than yeah. I think we've ever seen. Matt Ryan hasn't played a snap. I don't think Rodgers has either. Yeah, I think that... But I'm with you on this division. I think that this division might have the best class of young QBs in the league. Yeah. Um, I, I think the only... They're the opposite of the NFC South. That's a division with Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, yeah. uh, Sam Darnold. <laughs> Not really sure about that. I, I mean, there is Tom Brady. But the opposite is a young, growing QB class yeah. here in the AFC East that I think all of these guys sh- have a high ceiling. Yeah. Now, some of their floors, we don't know where it's going to be. Neither one of us are high on any quarterback from this year's draft class nope. outside of Trevor Lawrence. And even Trevor Lawrence, I think, has his flaws. The way that he looked against LSU and Alabama and back-to-back national championship games, those are the closest thing to pro-style defenses that he's seen ever. Yeah. And he didn't look great. Now, there's still time for development there. But, yeah, outside of him, all the quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, like, so I'm originally from South Carolina. Zach Wilson, BYU, COVID was a, made things weird. They scheduled a game against Coastal in like four days. Right. Great, great game. Maybe the best game of the year. But not necessarily great football. Yeah. It was it was a really fun game to watch because of how quickly they, they made things work. The fan environment there was amazing. But Zach Wills didn't look great. And no. Coastal... I don't know if you know this, but Coastal's not an elite team in college football. Yeah. Are like they're on the rise. They're not a bad team, but you're talking about a team that four or five years ago was a FCS team. Yeah, they're not joining the, the SEC anytime soon. Right. A Sunbelt <laughs> Conference team. Not a good team. And Zach Wilson didn't do anything in that game that overly impressed me. Yeah. That's the game I point to as the reason I don't I don't love Zach Wilson. But I mean, quarterbacks are allowed to have bad games, you know. True. So if True. just because he had a bad game up against a bad team doesn't necessarily mean he's bad. Right. And again, there's growth, there's development. And the weapons that surround him, I can't imagine BYU having a lot of standout wide receivers or running backs or anything right. like that. So that plays a part too. And but I'm, not that the Jets have any more weapons. True. But <laughs> but drafting Eli Moore out of Mississippi, Michael Carter out of North Carolina, they're making moves. Corey and, Davis, yeah, Corey coming, Davis. coming over from the Titans. I mean, that's some solid moves to help out your young hopefully face of the franchise quarterback yeah i just the the jets i just can't imagine the feeling of getting drafted by the jets and the hopelessness that must come with that of i mean it's just a franchise that seems completely stuck and you know we'll see if zach wilson's the answer like maybe he is the catalyst that can get them unstuck. Maybe. Um, neither one of us think so. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, I, I'm not going to root against the guy. I wish him all the best. It I would mean, be crazy for us to be sitting here in four years talking about how great the Jets are. Yeah. You know, that would be, but that would be fun to watch. I mean, kind of how we feel about the Browns. Right. That for the last decade plus, right. the Browns were awful. In my defense, for at least the last five years, 
I've been trying to tell you, Browns got some talent. Browns are looking decent this year. I've they're, never they're once disagreed rise. with you. So I'm just I haven't been <laughs> as high on them as you have. And again, I think your your expectations were a little too high. It's the coaching staff. That's what <laughs> honestly, that's what it comes down to. Talking about head coaches, Robert Salat, the new head coach for the Jets coming over from the 49ers, if he turns out to be at least a halfway decent head coach, I think the Jets the Jets are going to be moving up. Yeah, coaching is huge. I think a lot of things like your team culture comes down to front office. Yeah. That's part of why I'm more optimistic about the Falcons this year is there was a lot of changes not just in the coaching staff, but in the front office. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't I don't know if that's happened in New York or not, but I think sometimes it does. I think for a team like that, it's got to be more than just a coach change. I mean, you're going to need some huge yeah. overhaul in terms of team culture and front office culture, what your expectations are, because what this team has been doing for the last, since Mark Sanchez, I mean... Yeah. Like ten years now. Yeah, I mean, they didn't they have like one or two years where they went seven and nine. And well, like, they they had two years. They had two years with Sanchez that they made the AFC Championship game. That's right. Which is crazy to think about, but that was a decade ago. Yeah, and Sanchez was never never franchise quarterback material. No. If um, you need if you need reference on that, just watch the butt fumble, and it will reassure you that that guy was not. An NFL caliber quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh, well, not start, not in a not NFL caliber because he's been there longer than we have. So you know, <laughs> credit to him for that. But I am glad that it wasn't me in the yeah. video of the butt fumble. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Jets are just bad. They're but bad. on the rise, I I Maybe. think the Jets. I agree with you that there is a deep problem with that organization. I think that if you are a team that continues year after year after year after year of mediocrity or even worse, then there's there's got to be some kind of problem within the organization. And yeah. I think the Browns have started to turn that around. Hopefully Stefanski's the answer there long-term for head coach. Um, and I think the Jets are kind of starting to turn it around Maybe I'm optimistic for them. I mean, isn't that what you can say every year they draft a quarterback? Is that they're kind of getting things turned around? Or it looks like they might be? I think this is this team that always looks like they're in rebuild mode. Clearly, clearly the worst of the division might be the worst in the AFC. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell. But just to recap, coming out of the East, I have Buffalo as the division winner, and I have I have Miami as a wild card. I've only got the Bills yeah, coming fair. out of this division for that's the playoffs. Fair. I've got Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets is my, my outlook. So with all the Cleveland Browns talk, let's move on to the AFC North which I think me and you both agree is probably the best division in AFC. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's arguably fair. might be the most competitive, especially between Baltimore and Cleveland. Yeah, and I think we probably have the same order. Uh, I've got Browns, Ravens, Bengals, Steelers. Oh, interesting! You put Steelers last. I did. I have them third, but oh. I 
I mean, doesn't matter. The Steelers and Bengals, neither one of those teams are making the playoffs. Yeah. It's going to be Cleveland and Baltimore. I think it's interesting that we both have Cleveland win the division. Um, but I think I think it's going to be close between those two. Yeah, I think, I think that Cleveland is in the situation that the Cowboys have been in for the last decade of, on paper, they might be the best team in football. Yeah. I think the Browns in the AFC and the Cardinals in the NFC are on paper the two best teams in the NFL. Maybe you put the Packers in there, but I think that the Browns and Cardinals are the ones most likely to not live up to that potential. I'll put it that way. I think the Packers will live up to it. Yeah. I think that the Browns and the Cardinals, although they might on paper be as good as the Packers, there's a lot of question marks of will they be able to put it all together. To me, what it comes down to for Cleveland is Baker continuing what he showed the last half of the season last year. The last half of the season, to me, is where he earned them picking up his option. And if he continues that this year, he'll absolutely earn an extension from them. Yeah. And and I think a lot of that is due to Stefanski. And I think for him, having a second year in the same system... Listen, I've got, I've got Baker as an outside shot at at MVP. Um, I think he's incredibly talented. I think there's a ton of weapons around him to help pad those stats some for MVP. It's just going to take it's going to take him truly developing in that second year under Stefanski. The fact that he's finally got a head coach that's going to be around for another year, I think is going to be huge for him. That's where Cleveland's success comes from. I don't think you're that crazy for your your prediction of Baker being outside shot at MVP. This team, to me, has too many look-at-me players. I, I think that Baker, Odell, a little bit of a Jarvis Landry, yeah. Miles Garrett might be that way with his incident that he had with yeah. the helmet. You know, yeah. like, there's a lot of these guys on this team that, that might be a little too me-focused. Yeah. And I think Baker has put some of that on the back burner. We've seen some maturity from him, I think. Still very, like, childlike in how he plays the game and how excited he gets, similar to a Cam Newton, of just really, you can tell he enjoys when his team is playing well. That's my only question mark when it comes to the Browns, is is putting all of the attitudes together. Right. Um, I, I just worry about that but again on paper that's a team that uh, i don't see a hole i think think, nick chubb might be the uh, most talented running back in the league i love nick chubb he's He's incredible (laughs) yeah and i think that a lot of that attitude check will come down to stefanski that head coach i think that's something that bill belichick does so well in new england i mean they they take guys that nobody else in the league wants because of of that look at me attitude, and t- and make them successful. Yeah, and it's I truly believe that's because of Belichick. So if Stefanski can do that, especially with Odell, I think Odell is the the biggest one on that team. Right. Um. But but ba- Baker has it some too. And if you can take those guys and say, hey, look, this isn't a this isn't a single game. Like this is a team game. Yeah. Um. So if if you, if you can do that, I think I just. I'm I'm so high on Cleveland. Yeah, I think it could very easily come down to being Cleveland and and uh, Buffalo in an AFC Championship game. Yeah, that's what which I got. which is 
crazy yeah. because six, seven years ago where those franchises were, nobody would have, would have thought that. No. Nobody. It's, no. it's insane. Yeah, I think that that's a clear sign that if you're a team at the bottom like the Jets, you can always have hope because yeah. it can just be a couple years, a couple little moves here and there that all of a sudden you're looking at Super Bowl potential yeah. quickly yeah. with those two teams. With Cleveland and, and Buffalo, it really goes hand-in-hand hand with those two quarterbacks. That The changes they made, front office, coaching, whatever it was that went along with the addition of Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen completely turned these franchises around. In the same division as Cleveland stands, to me, probably their biggest challenge and getting to an AFC championship in Baltimore. Yeah. I think Baltimore is is loaded. Their biggest area of weakness to me was the wide receiver core they had there. And they went out. They got Sammy Watkins. He comes over from the Chiefs. They drafted Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Those are two guys that have a ton of talent. And they I, got Hollywood. Yeah. I Mar mean, Marquise Brown. Yeah, that's they've got some solid solid wide receiving options you pair that with mark andrews at tight end yep i hate that jacob jk dobbins went down mostly because i had him on a fantasy but, team but gus but, edwards yeah they've got gus edwards who's gonna help a lot that i think he can be a workhorse for this team yeah, yeah. i think that the ravens are i'm with you they're loaded yeah. um and their offense looks almost unstoppable um, yeah. and have a serviceable enough defense Lamar Jackson is different. Like yeah. that dude. He's a human cheat code. Yeah. His you it's, know, if if Michael Vick if they had designed runs for Michael Vick, yeah. this is what Michael Vick could have been. Yeah, I I really like Lamar Jackson. I think that he's got this team headed in really good trajectory and they've bought in, you know, Baltimore yeah. as a franchise. They've bought into him. I remember when they took him the last pick of that first round and Everyone was like, we'll see if he can challenge Joe Flacco for a job. Yeah. And, I mean, it didn't take him long. Not even a full season. Yeah, I, I'm with you that I could see them. Uh, I also have them getting a playoff berth. I have yeah, them as a wild card team. Um, yeah, I think I think Baltimore is, is solid. And Yeah, I think Baltimore-Cleveland for the next five, six, seven years could be what Baltimore-Pittsburgh was for so long. That, that heated rivalry where those games were always fun to watch because you, you knew those teams genuinely hated each other. Yeah. And I think Baltimore-Cleveland, because of the fact that I think these teams, these teams play each other twice a year, and I think that for the next five, six, seven years, they're going to be playing a third time in the playoffs. Yeah. I think that it's going to be just electric to watch. Yeah, those two quarterbacks. Their their game was it a playoff game this year? The high scoring like forty five to forty one game. Yeah, that was a regular season matchup. Okay, that was like the last. It was one of the last games that was determining who was going to get yep. in. And yep. Lamar got injured. Baker has this comeback, and then yeah. I remember watching Lamar run out of the tunnel, and it was like, yeah. uh oh. But that's that's the game to me that I. I remember watching that and thinking, and I think me and you were texting at the same yeah. time, I think you had similar thoughts of, like, this is the Baker that we want to see. Yes. If he plays like that on a consistent basis, obviously you're going to have some down games. But if you can get that Baker for 80% of the season, they're in the playoffs every year for the next decade. Yeah. 
I mean, that, if they get that Baker for eighty percent season, yeah, yeah he's probably he's in MVP talks for right. sure. Right. I mean, that's to me that's that's the level that say Josh Allen is at, and th- like that's what that's the level yeah. Josh Allen played at all season last year, yeah. and even the season before that, you saw he was he was getting there. And to me, like those two guys are very comparable, and I th- I think if if Baker plays at that Josh Allen level, then yeah, absolutely MVP talks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I mean you brought up the the Browns Ravens rivalry. I think the Bengals. I'm I'm real high on Joe Burrow. I know you I are too. too. Yeah. I just think that team, with where he could take them, I think that's another one of those teams. I mean, you think about where the Bengals were at the height of the the Steelers-Ravens rivalry, that they were almost like the youngest brother who comes in. It's like, hey, yeah. I'm tough too. Yeah. You know, like, I want to play too. Yeah. And they would come in and, you know, a couple seasons they were in the playoffs instead yeah. of one of those two teams. And Especially so, the uh, the Carson Palmer years. Yeah, there. yeah. That, that that team was as formidable as the Steelers or the Ravens. And yeah. I think that will be, could be what we're looking at in this division yeah. is those three teams – being relevant, I think I'm, I'm high on the Bengals. I mean, they're third in the division, so I'm not like that high on them. I don't have them making the playoffs, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they did. To me, I just don't know. Like, I still have a lot of faith in Mike Tomlin, the head coach of, of the Steelers. I think Big Ben has a little bit left in his tank. I mean, he's he's definitely on his way out. They're the addition of Najee Harris at running back, they finally have what looks to be a true three-down running back back there. I just think the Steelers are, are still talented enough. They're still too talented for the Bengals to overcome. Yeah, I, I think that where I disagree with you is on Big Ben. I I don't see him as having much more gas left in the tank. I mean, no, yeah. really, to me, it would be a toss-up if you put him or Ryan Fitzpatrick out there. I mean, oh, these are two wow. guys... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, that that's how that's why I have them last. Is yeah. I think that, you know, and I've loved watching Big Ben over the last years. That dude can play football. Hall of Famer, no doubt. One of the greatest to ever sling it. I just I don't think he's there anymore. You I look mean, at a you look at a Tom Brady that is still performing at a high level and I don't I don't see Big Ben doing that. No, I I agree with you. I think this will probably be his last year. Yeah, I think you're I don't right. I don't see him having two more full seasons in him. But But he's been injured so much. And that's that's, that's prob that's really why I have them last is I don't know how much more he has left and I don't think they have a quarterback who can step in and and really take over for Big Ben to lead them out of fourth in this division. They got old Dwayne Haskins now. <laughs> you never know. Let's get some Ohio State magic going. You know how we love Ohio State QBs. <laughs> they have a lot of weapons on offense. Yeah. But outside, I mean, you need a quarterback. And I yeah. just I don't think Roethlisberger can get it done. Anymore, two stud wide receivers though in Juju and Chase Claypool. But like you said, you gotta have somebody that can throw them the ball. I just think they have on paper more talent than the Bengals do. Granted, aging talent, talent that's not going to be around a season from now, two seasons from now. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I can't put the Bengals over them yet. 
mainly because Burrow was injured for like 60 to 70% of the season last year. Yeah. We don't know where he's going to be at, even coming back from that injury. Zach Taylor is still unproven at, at head coach, but they have a lot of nice pieces. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, two solid young wide receivers, Joe Mixon in the backfield. I think that there's there's, there's talent there. Yeah. I just don't know how much. That's, I just, that's my big issue. Yeah, I think that there's that's where I'm at. I think that they're on that Browns trajectory. Yeah. And so that's why I have them third. I don't have them really even competing with the top two teams in this division. Yeah. Um, I, I think they that's probably at least three losses. You know, maybe they get lucky once against one of those teams. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I think they're more likely to go one and five in that division and get lucky the one time against the Steelers. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't see the Steelers beating the Bengals. I mean, like if we're going head to head, you could put them in Pittsburgh, and I would still take Cincinnati. It's yeah, it's it's close. But to me, like the Bengals are maybe a step ahead of the Jets. Like those are those are two oh those that are two low? well those are two organizations that are just again they've been that cycle of mediocrity or subpar mediocrity for so many years now I just I don't have a lot of faith in the organization that's fair I, I think there's a fundamental problem somewhere there that starts in the front office well I think the fundamental problem is now playing in Chicago Andy Dalton being your quarterback could be true. Puts you in such a difficult position because you're not going to be bad enough to get a high draft pick and replace him, but you're not going to be good enough to win right. consistently. Yeah. So I think that, honestly, Andy Dalton might have been their biggest problem yeah. is not being able to be bad enough to get to rebuild but not being good enough to compete. And yeah. I think Joe Burrow puts you on that right trajectory. For sure. To be competitive, get better through off-season moves, being able to draft things that aren't a quarterback to surround a young, solid quarterback. I'm higher on the Bengals than the Steelers, but yeah, no, don't don't get me wrong. I love Joe Burrow. I'm very much with you. I think I think they have found their franchise quarterback, and that's why I put them a step ahead of the Jets because the Jets we don't know what Zach Wilson is yet. Yeah. Maybe he'll surprise us. Hey. But yeah, I think for me, Cleveland division winner, Baltimore gets a wild card. Gonna be a close race. I see that coming down to games in December to yeah. decide that. And it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. For sure. That's gonna be a, a really good two teams out of the four to watch. Yeah. And you've got the same thing. Cleveland division, Baltimore wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so let's uh, transition from probably the best division in the AFC to maybe the worst. Yeah, this is one of those that's like, can we send none of them to the playoffs? Yeah. Like, can none of these teams go to the playoffs? That'd be nice. Yeah, but I, I imagine that, again, both of our rankings would be pretty similar. So I have Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Houston. Yeah, I've got the same same last two, and my top two are just flipped. Uh, I've got Colts number one, um, really, and then then the Titans. Yeah, man, that Colts defense. I'm a I'm a big defense fan. I mean, and so I think that how fantastic that defense is, and you add 
a legitimate quarterback. But it all it's all dependent on that quarterback staying upright. Right. That's true. That quarterback that has very, very long history of being made of glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he's definitely not durable is not right. a word anyone would use yeah. to describe Carson Wentz. I just, I mean, we've talked about it a lot that he was the MVP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think a lot of that was that Philly offensive line Could was be. unbelievable but and won Nick Foles a Super Bowl. Indy also has arguably the best offensive lineman in football in Quentin Nelson. So, yeah. you know, that's that's something. They went out and got Eric Fisher to help give that offensive line some depth. So, I'm with you. And, I, and Carson Wentz, you're pairing up with Frank Reich, who was his offensive coordinator in Philly when he had the year he had. Yeah. And Frank Reich, I think, is a, a very solid young head coach. Yeah. You know, for him to stay in the same system is huge. I mean, that's yeah. that's a big yeah. deal for a, a young quarterback. Well, we still call him a young quarterback. He just hasn't done a whole lot because he's been hurt so much. Yeah, it's tough because he's missed so much time. But I'm with you. I like the Colts. To me, the Titans, that Julio trade is huge for them. Man, if Julio, I, we can make a bet. I'll, I don't know what I would do. But if Julio will not play every game this season. There's no way. At his age, with his durability questions, I would put a lot on the line yeah, of Julio not making an impact for 17 games this season. But what what about 13? But even Julio not healthy for 13 games, I mean, yes, Julio is a monster and a freak. And it is going to take a lot of pressure off of A.J. Brown, who is, to me, just... He's like the, the, the knockoff brand. He's the Dr. Thunder... To Julio's Dr. Pepper. But Dr. Thunder's still great. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> knocking A.J. Brown. I'm just saying that... I'm saying that he's so similar, just never gonna be Julio. Yeah, but you have but, both of them lining up next to each listen, other. Listen, I'm arguing against myself at this point, okay? Just let, let, let it happen. Yeah, I think that... I think that he does take off a lot, but to me... I think losing Arthur Smith to Atlanta is going to make a bigger impact than people think. It could. could. And so that's the only reason I have them too is a little bit of – I mean I would say it's a lot of Indianapolis being better, their defense still being unreal, having a really good offensive line, having Carson Wentz come in and hopefully elevate your quarterback play. I think that's a really good team. And then bumping Tennessee down a smidge because I don't have that much faith in Ryan Tannehill. And you lost your offensive coordinator. So to me, it's just a little bit of a hit from where they were. Yeah. And I think the Colts have gotten better. But to me, like the thing that the thing that has made Ryan Tannehill so successful in Tennessee, because, you know, we're talking about a guy that got let go by Miami. Yeah. Because at that point, everybody thought he was on his way out of the league. Yeah. And somehow, lands in Tennessee, makes some magic happen, replaces Mariota. The thing about Tennessee's offense 
is that because you have a guy like Derrick Henry, you don't have to have a great passing offense. Yeah, that's true. You, you just have, have to have a game manager. One. Right. And Tannehill, I think, is the epitome of a game manager. Yeah. Which, to your point about Julio, you don't need him to be on the field even like 80% of the snaps. I mean, that, that, offense, that offense has talent. You're not wrong. And they add... Maybe the best pass-blocking receiver in Julio Jones. I mean, watching yeah. him in Atlanta, he will absolutely work his tail off to throw a block for a running back. Yeah. And so he does have that as well. Again, I'm not knocking Julio. I said it last week. I think he might be, he's definitely top two Falcon all time. He might be the best. But I think in a situation where that team, their strength they don't even lean on their passing game much. Yeah. How much is he really going to be used in a in a team that already has AJ Brown and has Derrick Henry? Doesn't have the greatest quarterback. He's not going to sling it. Not that Matt Ryan slings it, but I just I don't see his usage being very high. And to your That's point, fair. like their passing game is never what scares you, and I don't think that really changes with Julio. That biggest threat on the field when Tennessee's offense is out there is still Derrick Henry. To me, it does force opposing defenses to take a little bit of their attention off of Derrick Henry. Because of the fact that you have a guy like Julio Jones, who for a long, long period of his career was top three wide receiver in the league, and arguably still still top ten. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely forces you to say, hey, maybe we should pay attention to this guy over here. So... Yeah, I think I think if anything that could could benefit them the most from Julio being there. Yeah, and I I still have Tennessee making the playoffs here. Yeah. I I still see them for sure there, and would not be surprised if they won the division. Yeah. Um, all it takes is a some shaky play from Carson, and maybe him not bouncing back as strong as as he we think he might. Yeah, and honestly, the Colts could be looking at being last if that happens. Um, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, especially still with the strength of their defense. But yeah, I, I definitely still see Titan the Titans as a threat to even go to the AFC Championship game. That wouldn't yeah. surprise me either if we see them in the AFC Championship game. For um, sure. You know, with the addition of Julio and maybe Arthur Smith leaving isn't as big a, a hit to their offensive production um, as I think it will be. And I think that team is making a case that they could be in a Super Bowl. Yeah. As we talk about it, I realize I might be higher on Tennessee than I should be. But <laughs> I just, it's Carson staying healthy. Yeah. And and playing football the way that we all know he can. Yeah. But he hasn't the last year or two. Right. So that's, that's the difference to me. Yeah. If we get Carson of three, four years ago, sure, I'm with you. I even think if you get 80% of Carson from three years ago. Yeah. You know, like that's... Because of that defense, yeah. The defense is loaded. It's unfair how good Indy's defense is. Yeah. And to go back to Tennessee, I think their coaching situation with Mike Vrabel, that defense is probably just going to get better and better because of his defensive-mindedness as their head coach. Even in this conversation, I'm like, maybe I'm not high enough on Tennessee. I'm like the opposite of you. It's like, maybe. Listen, speaking of Mike Vrabel, I don't know if you know this quote, but don't ever count out a man who has said that he would chop off his own junk 
to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably true of most of the guys in the NFL. <laughs> most professional athletes would say that, I think. But he did say it. He which came shows out that and said it. He's got a little bit of crazy in him. On the record. Yeah, I... It wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked if either of these teams won the division out of yeah. Tennessee in, in Indianapolis. And you might be right that Tennessee should be first. I think I'm going to keep the Colts just because I'm optimistic of yeah. Carson. I don't even. I don't even have the Colts making a wild card. Wow. I have just just Tennessee coming out of the division. Wow. But, I mean, I've already said it. I think it's it's Carson that does it for me. But I'm with you. I like. The Colts. It's just Carson's got to stay upright. Yeah. And the other two teams in the division are a mess. Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville, worst team in the league last year, and somehow there's a team worse than them in the division (laughs) because of all the crap that's happened down there. Deshaun Watson, is he ever going to play another game in the NFL? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea what to do with that situation. We don't have to get into the the details of... Deshaun Watson, but yeah, it is. If you're a Texans fan, that is an unfortunate situation where you have someone who looks like he could be an MVP yeah. caliber quarterback, yeah. and now you don't know what you got. What's crazy is we all went into the off season thinking, oh well, Deshaun Watson might be on the move. Is he going to go to say San Francisco? Miami going to make a play for him? As far as I know, Miami's still trying to make a play for him. Mm. Philly was a, was an option at one point, too. Chicago, where's he going to go? Because he came out publicly and said, hey, I'm trying to get traded. And then it was like a week after that happened that everything came out. And now it's like, is this guy ever going to play again? It's crazy. Yeah. And you pair that with J.J. Watt. I mean, Leaving, yeah. And he bashed them on the yeah. way out that he was yeah. like, this is an awful organization. Yeah. It's sounding more and more like Houston is going to need a significant shakeup in their front office, etc. Yeah. Because of a negative culture that players don't want to play there. When you've heard more players say, I don't want to play for Houston than say, I don't want to play for the Jets. That's pretty telling of how bad your organization is. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think that Houston, even with Deshaun, if he does play, I think it's just, I think there's too much drama and too much distraction there to be productive. And you, you pair that with the Jacksonville team that has, who in our opinion is the best of the rookie quarterbacks. And I don't know how I feel about Urban Meyer. I don't know how his game is going to translate to the NFL. Um, But very, very successful college coach. Like, you can't deny that. Yeah. So, successful at two separate schools. But again, do we we give him credit for Ohio State? One national championship. I get, like... I just always put an asterisk by Ohio State. Like, but did they did they really earn I mean, it? Like, that's that's fair. Yeah, I think so. The difference between Jacksonville and Houston to me is that Houston, there's so much drama and disarray within the organization at its core. And Jacksonville, for as terrible as they were last year, there's a ton of hope there. Yeah, Urban Meyer is a t- is a coach that could come in, shake things up. Could be very successful, could be a laughing stock at like like Chip Kelly was in or Philly. Like Tim Tebow was at tight end. Right. Right. <laughs> laughing stock. Right. But 
there's a lot of hope because of the fact that they drafted a guy that looks like a top five quarterback for the next 15 years in Trevor Lawrence. And then they decide to take his running back from college, Travis Etienne, also. Yeah. So both of us high on that guy as well. Yeah. Really, well, I, really think that thought, he's a talented runner. I thought he might have been the best running back coming out of college. Najee Could Harris be. was close, but yeah. yeah, those those two guys for sure. And then they went and signed Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is a nice addition yeah. to to pair with uh DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault. Like those two guys are solid solid wide receivers. Yeah. Marvin Jones was a solid wide receiver in Detroit. Yeah, and a veteran. You know, you yeah. bring the veteran yeah. presence to the to that receiving core and to help Trevor Lawrence. I think that I think that there are a lot of question marks still in Jacksonville, offensive line, right, tight yeah. end, a lot of defensive Four, question marks. Sure, you know that's what's sad to me. I just I said earlier I love defense. That Jacksonville defense, what was it, two or three years ago? Um, when you were still living, I remember watching the game at your house. Man, that Jacksonville defense was awesome. You're talking and about that was, when Jacksonville made a run at, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, they made it to the AFC Championship with Blake yeah, Bortles, yeah. and yeah. then kicked him to the curb immediately. Yeah. But yeah, I loved that defense, and I hate that they're gone, and that you're not putting Trevor Lawrence in a situation like Justin Fields gets to be in, or like Fitzpatrick gets to be in, where it's like if we had this Jacksonville defense from yeah. back then, which is just a few years ago, even if you had most of that still to pair with Trevor Lawrence, yeah. you know this team could be looking at winning a division. What's crazy to me is this this team is, is a team that is so clearly in rebuild mode, and I would say they've really only been there for a year or two, and I think. As early as next year, if things go right for them, they could be contenders in the division. Ooh, Again, if things go right, if ETN turns out, which we won't see him this year because of, of the injury, which is unfortunate, but if, if if they hit on Lawrence, if they hit on ETN, if they hit on Urban Meyer, I think those three those three guys all together, you're talking about a team that could very well be a contender next year. You could be right. Yeah, in a, in a fairly weak <clears throat> division, Yeah, you might be right there. But, yeah, to me, uh, Tennessee is the only team I have coming out of the division. I actually have the Colts and the Titans coming out. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah, I just I took two from that division instead of the AFC East because I have, don't have a lot of faith in the Patriots or Dolphins, either one. Yeah. But So I've got two of my playoff teams coming out of, out of the old AFC South. And to me, what it was... I didn't see the Colts being better than the Los Angeles Chargers to transition to the AFC West. The Chargers are my third wild card team because, let's be honest, the Chiefs are going to win the division. Yeah. The Chiefs could very easily be in the AFC Championship again. They could very easily be in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, that's probably what I would pick. Yeah, I don't want to call them this, but maybe the new New England Patriots could be. Yeah, yeah, I, I do have... I'm with you. I have... Uh, Chiefs winning the division, and then I have Chargers snagging that wild card. I think the Chargers are the epitome of up and coming. Yep. I think that them hitting on Justin Herbert is huge. He looks like he could be one of the promising young quarterbacks. Um, and I was I was skeptical about him coming out. Yeah, I I thought well maybe I just I don't know. 
Yeah, and like I don't love his situation that he came into yeah. in in Los Angeles. I think that I was surprised at this team performing as well as it did around him. Yep. Um, which to me shows a lot of promise with with him. Yeah. You know that he was able to elevate all of their play to where this team was was vying for a playoff spot late in the season last year, and I think that that speaks a lot to his his leadership but yeah i'm with you that the chiefs are maybe the best team for the next decade Decade. yeah Yeah. listen as long as patrick mahomes is slinging the ball in kansas city i mean yeah that team's gonna be top of afc absolutely yeah and i don't see them slowing down anytime soon and that's like that's the only thing in la's way in the west is how good the chiefs are yeah. Because I'm just like you, very high on Justin Herbert. I thought last year he looked phenomenal down the stretch. The fact that he was able to rally them to make a playoff push, there's a lot of good things happening there yeah. for sure. So I, I have Kansas City 1, obviously, LA 2. Then I have uh, Las Vegas and then Denver. That's exactly what I have. Yeah, That's the first division out of all of the divisions, Isn't the first out of all eight that yeah. we've all we've agreed on every team. Yeah, yeah. I think this this might be the most clear cut that it's this, like. I, I think that the the Raiders just have a little bit more going on for them, yeah. and the Broncos have absolutely nothing going on for them. Yeah. I mean that team is awful. Hey, they got Teddy Bridgewater now, so okay. maybe they'll turn things around. And I have a mop. It doesn't mean I have a clean house. <laughs> Like Teddy Bridgewater is not that big of a difference maker. I'm just I'm surprised they gave up on Drew Locke so quickly. Not that I ever believed in Drew Locke, but yeah. they certainly seemed like they they did. I think Elway even came out praising Drew Locke and talking about how how great he is. And was it two years later? I mean, Drew Locke worked really hard to prove John Elway wrong. That's what he did. That's essentially what we saw happen in Denver is he was like, you know what? I really just want to make John Elway look dumb. So he did. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's a team, maybe the worst team in the NFL. I mean, it's hard to put them below the Jets, but the Jets have a young QB and a new head coach and hope. If I'm a Denver fan, I got no hope. There's... Like, it's going to be hard to watch every game this season. Hey, you had hope going into this season because Denver was the talk of the town about where Rodgers might land. Yeah. And that would have been huge for them. Could have potentially been a Peyton Manning-esque moment for them, but was not meant to be. How funny would it be to watch Cam Newton go to the team that beat him in the Super Bowl? It's possible. But... I mean, this might be one of the easiest, like, lines to a starting job would be through the Mile High City. Is yeah. like, that's a team that has nothing going. But also, if I'm Cam Newton, I'm like, absolutely not. Why? Why would I go play for Denver? I mean, but at the same time, it's a team that's willing to pay you. So I'd rather be a backup somewhere <laughs> than... And be a starter in Denver. Sitting on a practice squad somewhere? Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) I mean, me, yes. But if I'm Cam Newton, no. No, I've made enough money if I'm Cam Newton to not be on a practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. To to me, this was the easiest division to rank. Yeah. Broncos, clear bottom. The The Raiders are interesting because I do think there is talent on that team. You look at the... 
the wide receiver core where they have 50 wide receivers, Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Der- I still think Derek Carr has has some yeah. some gas left in that tank. I, I, I don't I, know what happened to him. The same year that Wentz was on the MVP run, Derek Carr was right there with him. You're talking yeah. about those two guys were leading the MVP race, which is crazy. Like, think about that. In 2021, think about Wentz and Carr being the two names in the MVP race. Yeah. It's astonishing. But but they legit were, and they both, within like a week or two of each other, had nasty injuries, knocked them out for the final three or four games, and took them out of the MVP race. But, yeah, both of those guys were killing it. And yeah. both of those guys had the number one and number two offensive lines in the league. Yeah. And yeah. so you look at those two guys and Jared Goff, a guy we talked about last week, yep. that I think that ever since their offensive line went away, so did their talent. You know, it's kind of like a Mike secret stuff from Space Jam. Like, their secret <laughs> stuff were those five big dudes standing yeah. in front of them just moving people out of the way. And it it makes you call into question their level of talent when they don't have the protection. So while I do think Carr has shown MVP caliber talent, and you got old Spider 2Y Banana <laughs> out there calling the plays, and, you know, but there's... There's not really anything on that defense that scares me. Yeah, I'm um, with you on that. There's not really... I mean, Carr, and I'm with you. I like Josh Jacobs a lot, but outside of that... Darren Waller, solid tight end, That's true. End, You're right. Yeah, he's he's one of the better tight ends in the Hen- league. Henry Ruggs was one of the top wide receivers from Alabama. He went there. But but it all depends on if Carr can get the ball to him. For sure. You know? and, For sure. But I think that defense being so bad, you know, they, they just have a little bit more going... For them offensively than Denver. Oh, and yeah. so that's why they're the clear cut number three. I mean, we didn't even really talk. We just moved past the Chiefs and the Chargers because we're There's like, nothing to talk about the Chiefs. <laughs> like, I'm sorry if you came here for a deep dive into the Kansas City Chiefs, but there's there's two things you need to know Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, and Patrick Mahomes wins games. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. They could be down 24 to nothing. In a playoff game, and Mahomes says, nope, I got this, boys. Sit back and watch the show. And he goes out and puts on a show with it. But he couldn't do it in the Super Bowl. Listen, I don't want to talk about that Super Bowl. I don't I don't want to talk about Tom Brady winning another one. I don't even want to think about Tom Brady getting his seventh ring seven months ago. If that game looked more rigged than a Jake Paul fight. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. that game, it was like, what? What nobody wants to help Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, y'all just want to watch the ball. Yeah. They just wanted to watch Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they have the best quarterback in the league, arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game. I mean, me and you both love Patrick Mahomes. What what that guy can do is a mixture. Take take all of the best quarterbacks of all time. Put them in a blender. Put them in a blender, and that's Patrick Mahomes. That tall smoothie of perfect yep. QB yep. is Patrick Mahomes. Unbelievable. And then you give him the best tight end in the league, Travis Kelsey. Give him a top five wide receiver that's fast as hell in Tyreek Hill. And, you know, you've got you've got your winning offense. They're going to go out. They're going to win 13 to 14 games again. They're probably going to be the number one seed. Maybe number two seed if Buffalo can do its thing. But, I mean, 
there's there's nothing there's nothing to yeah. say. Yeah, I'm with you. I, there's nobody that's going to touch the Chiefs for the next decade. Yeah. Well, you know. I don't think the gap is that big between Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cleveland. But that relies on everything going right for Buffalo and Cleveland. And Kansas City, their defense is pretty bad. It's not great. That's not a great defense. Right. And then you look at a team like Buffalo, like Cleveland, and really they've got better defenses. True. Better, I wouldn't say better weapons. But the thing the thing is... Maybe as good weapons. Right. The only difference is the quarterback. And, I mean, you might be right. I, I'm, I'm probably selling the Bills and the Browns a little short. I think they're definitely the more complete teams. They just don't have ketchup and steak like nope. Patrick Mahomes. Nope. And the thing with the Chiefs is, I agree with you, their defense is not great. I wouldn't even put it in necessarily the top half of the league. Nah. But Mahomes can go out and score 40 points on anybody. Doesn't matter how good the defense is, he can go out there and put points on the board. Other than Tampa Bay. Unless you're Tampa Bay. <laughs> but he can go out there and put points on the board, and so you've got to have an offense that can also put points on the board. Yeah. That's that's the thing. It's definitely a shootout anytime the Chiefs play. Yep. So yeah, I have I have Kansas City win the division, I have LA getting a wild card. Yep. So I'm with you. to recap for me. The AFC, I have Buffalo, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Kansas City as my division winners. And my wild cards, I have Los Angeles, Baltimore, and Miami. It's crazy to me that you're giving Miami a wild card. I mean, there's going to be teams that make the playoff this year that it's like, do they really deserve a playoff spot? If I if I had to pick another one to replace Miami with, it would be Indianapolis. You really think Miami is better than Indy? Yes and no. <laughs> like I think I think it's very close between those two. I just I like the upside that Miami brings more than the questions of Carson Wentz. Yeah, I guess. Just give me that indie defense. But I think man. I think that's the only one that we disagree on. Yeah, my my winners. I have the Bills out of the East, Browns out of the North, Colts winning the South, and the Chiefs winning the West. Um, and then my wild cards. I have the Ravens, the Titans, and the Chargers. Um, right. So the only one that we disagree on of the seven playoff teams, which is like this, is telling of how top heavy the AFC is. Right. The only one that we disagree on is Miami and, and Indy, and I think that those two teams are really close. I could see both of those teams ending at like ten and seven, eleven and six potentially, Whoa. and it being and it being like having to go down to some kind of tiebreaker scenario as to who gets in. Yeah, and then who do you have in your AFC Championship game? I can't I can't bet against the Chiefs, so I'm I'm gonna say Buffalo in Kansas City. And I have Buffalo win the AFC. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I don't have Kansas City in the AFC championship game. I'm going Bills and Browns. I'm on board with your brownies, man. That's awesome. I think that they... I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, so I've got the Browns and the Cardinals. I have the two, in my opinion, best paper teams, but also could be kind of a disaster. But I have both of them in losing. 
their respective so you have championship game. Buffalo Green Bay. I have Buffalo Green Bay, That's and I would be so excited. Exactly and I would, who I have. And I would be rooting against you, but it'll be fine. I won't be sad if if Aaron Rodgers wins him another Super Bowl because he has earned it. But man, I think the city of Buffalo. They could really use it. That's the Super Bowl that we should have gotten last year. Yeah. That's that's the one that I know me and you both were hoping hoping to get. I mean, we were fine with Mahomes making it, obviously, right. but yeah, we were Buffalo, not fine with Tom Brady yeah. winning it. Yeah. Buffalo Green Bay. I'm I'm actually really surprised that we have the exact same Super Bowl prediction. And that it's not the Chiefs. Yeah. After we literally just talked about how great they were. I mean, I think that, again, that defense of Buffalo is stacked. And if there's a defense in the AFC that can beat Mahomes, I think it's Buffalo's. And if there's an offense in the AFC that can hang with Kansas City, I think it's Buffalo. That's fair. So, yeah. Yeah, I think Buffalo is the most complete team in the AFC, to me, closely followed by the Browns. And I think that's why I picked them is, yeah, yeah the Chiefs have Mahomes. But there were years that the Patriots were pretty dominant through the regular season, but didn't quite have the weapons to get to the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. And I think that might be what we're looking at here with Kansas City. That Super Bowl loss year is so tough historically for teams. And I I wonder how much that's going to hit Kansas City this year without a top half of the league defense you know yeah is how do they recover from that losing the super bowl the way they did that they were yeah. just dominated yeah um and, and they so. made they made Mahomes, they made Mahomes look average at times which is crazy which is crazy but at the same time like even when Mahomes wasn't completing passes he still looked superhuman yeah. At times. He was hitting dudes in the helmet yeah. and the shoulders. And I mean, it's just, all, the, yeah. the, the parallel to the ground throw to Kelsey that bounced off his hands. Like, yeah. put it on a dime for him. To the parallel best, to the ground. To the best tight end yeah. in the league. Some of the best hands in the league. Yeah. Still couldn't bring it in. But. Yeah. It's it's tough. But yeah. yeah I, I agree. All right. Well. That's our uh, AFC predictions. Thank you for listening. Next week is when the real fun starts. Yeah. Getting into the season. Thursday night football next Thursday. Woo-hoo. Starting off the season. Bucks and Cowboys. Not super high on that game, but should be should be fun. Yeah. Should be fun. We'll get into our predictions next week. We'll also get into any NFL news that happens to be because the NFL is a 24-7 league. And We're also, also going to hit our award winners for the season. Predictions. Our predictions on yep. MVP, Coach of the Year, everybody's favorite award, Coach yeah. of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year. We're going to give our predictions on those yeah. as well. And they are worth every penny you pay for them. Yeah. Also, starting next week on Thursdays, we're going to be streaming some Madden on Twitch. So make sure you go follow at Booth Review Pod on Twitch. That's where we're going to be streaming from. We're going to do that in conjunction with Thursday Night Football. So you can get our take on what's happening in the game while watching us play some some Madden. Yeah, and to warn everyone, I would say significantly better than Devin at Madden. It's been close, though. It's been close the last couple games. But it might get ugly, but we're here. (laughs) We're in it for the fun. 
come hang out with us and yeah. in the chat, and we'll talk about what's going on in the games, whether the video game or the real game yeah. in the battle of the two most hated things in the NFL, Tom Brady and the Cowboys. Terrible so, kickoff game. Yeah, you really nice. missed the mark on that one. Yeah, but. I mean, it is what it is. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. That's that. That's that. <laughs> <laughs>